Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. The Lord is kind and merciful. Welcome back to God's Playbook, friends. As we've now completed the series on the sacraments of the church, Today, I'd like to build on yesterday's episode talking about how to go to confession. Again, confession is a wonderful opportunity to be reconciled with God. I'm so grateful for the many priests who've heard my confessions to help me to grow in my desire to be holy, to change areas of my life when I have chosen sin over God's love, and to feel the mercy and love that God wishes to flood my soul with. So let's walk together on how to go to confession. First and foremost, we must make a good confession. So before we even go to the sacrament, preparation needs to take place. And one of the best ways in which we should prepare, friends, is what's called an examination of our conscience. This means that we're to go through our mind since our last confession and to examine the areas in which we really want to ask God's forgiveness. For many of us, it might be helpful if we make a little list for ourselves. Of course, this isn't to show anyone what our sins are, uh, but whether you put it in the notes on your phone or perhaps writing it down on a piece of paper, these help us to really identify, since my last confession, what are the areas in my life where I want to be reconciled to God? In many cases, especially in serious nature and mortal sin, uh, there are areas in which we really need to a pop in our heads. But in some other areas, it might be something that we really need to reflect upon. Oh, yeah, I remember when I did this. Oh, well, yeah, that conversation didn't go well. Well, I wasn't as kind as I could have been there. And let's get that on our list to make a true, good, holy confession. So step one, an examination of conscience. There are many, many, many different variations of an examination of conscience. And so I invite you even to just Google it or look online, perhaps in your own prayer books, perhaps in your parishes. I know in my parish, I have a brochure that helps us to make a good confession. And it outlines the Ten Commandments and helping us to really examine our hearts to see where the areas in which I need to be reconciled to God. And this isn't meant to be like a grocery list of our sins, but rather a true experience of uh, contrition. I need to be sorry for what I've done, and I need to really examine my life so that when I come to the base of the cross, when I pour out my soul before God, I'm pouring it all out and I'm not leaving anything behind, okay? So next is actually after we've made a good examination of conscience is actually going to confession. Again, in almost every parish that I'm aware of, confessions are always heard on Saturdays, but in your own local church, there may be other opportunities to go to confession too. Many people often find that they would like the anonymity, so they don't want to go to their own parish. Sometimes they go to confession to a neighboring parish. So people may want to go to a priest in a neighboring community for fear of being judged. And yet, we have to remind ourselves, friends, that even if the priest does know you, the seal of the confessional does not allow the priest to 
speak to anyone about what you are to say. This is a sacred conversation between you and God. And a priest, even if he knows you, he's not going to say, Tom, you did what? I can't believe you. Sharon, what kind of a life are you living? This is not what happens. The priest does not take what you say to God in the confessional and then look at you in the pew of your church and look upon you differently. Rather, the priest humbles himself to realize that it is a privilege to be the third party and listening to the dialogue between you and your heavenly father. So never be afraid to go to your local parish. But again, if you want to go to confession to the neighboring parish, feel free to do so. If Saturday is not an available time for your schedule due to work or other responsibilities, contact the parish and see if there's a time outside of the regular confession schedule that Father can meet with you. And I am confident that Father will do so at a time that is mutually convenient for you both. Next, as you prepare your heart to go to confession, what I recommend is to take a moment in prayer and ask God to help you to look at your list, or if you have memorized your list of sins, to make sure that you're covering everything that you can based on your conscience. What's important that we spend time in prayer just before we go to confession to allow us the opportunity to ensure that we have thought of all of our sins, friends, so that we can make a true, good, holy confession. So as we walk into the confessional, we start with step one. We kneel down or we are seated. In many churches, confession can take place in one of two ways. One, we might be behind a wall or a curtain to allow us to have the anonymity of the sacrament itself. Or in many churches, like my own, we have the opportunity to sit before the priest face to face. Choose one of the two options that works for you. In some older churches, perhaps the confessionals are set up that it must be more anonymous. However, if given the option, choose the one that works for you. I know when I go to confession, I like looking at the priest face to face so I can truly be more accountable for my sins. It pushes me to really say, Rico, this is not how you should be living your life. But again, friends, focus less on the priest, focus more on your dialogue with God. So whether you're behind the wall or curtain or looking at the priest face to face, both are options for you. And so you wait for the priest to start by saying, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So you make the sign of the cross on your body. Immediately following that, you say these words, Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. Then you express, when is the last time you went to confession? Father, it's been one month since my last confession. It's been four months since my last confession. Or friends who have been away from the sacrament, it may be many years since your last confession. Why is it important to give a sense of time frame? It allows the priest to recognize how long it's been since you've been to confession. Again, not to judge you, but rather to help to walk with you, to realize that if it's been pretty recent, then you can really come to know what you've done. Whereas if it's been a longer time, it may be a little bit harder for you to remember everything and Father may guide you through. So after you've said, 
how long it's been since your last confession, friends. Then you say the words, and these are my sins. And this is where you pour out your heart before God. Again, you are speaking to God. The priest is merely a third party listening. As you are telling your sins to God, the priest is half listening to you and half praying, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say to your son or daughter? Again, this is not you standing before the judge where the priest is going to think, oh, you lied? Oh, you cheated on your spouse? Oh, you're addicted to pornography? Oh, you said this, you did that? This is not a judgment. Rather, it's a conversation as you open your soul before the God who loves you more than you can ever imagine. So it's important to confess your sins. Now, what's also important, friends, is to realize that you don't need to go and give the the priest and God a play-by-play of what you did. Well, last week, when I took the kids to soccer practice, I was frustrated with my husband because he did the, you see how we're telling a story. We're not here to tell stories. We're here to say, I lied to my spouse. I was disrespectful to my mom. I cheated on the test. I left work early. I stole this from a store. I looked at pornographic images. I missed mass on Sunday. You see, friends, we are just speaking of the sin itself. We don't need to go into the play-by-play. This is not time to entertain the priest. I can assure you that we are entertained in other ways. We don't need a play-by-play. God already knows the setting and the situation. Just speak of what actually took place. What is the sin that you need to be absolved for? In some cases, if you know the frequency, you might say that I've lied X amount of times, but I find in my own life sometimes it can be hard, even though I frequent the sacrament on a regular basis, that the idea is to cut down on the frequency and to remove the sin itself. So don't be so hung up on mentioning how often you've done these things, but rather the importance of calling ourselves out and asking for God's mercy as we open our hearts to his love. Following your sharing of sins, that's where it's important for you to then say the words, and I am sorry for the sins I have forgotten in the past. This allows any sins that may have truly gone from our mind to also be forgiven by God. Now, this doesn't mean any sins that I feel like I don't want God to hear or the priest to hear, so I'm just going to leave that out because I might be embarrassed. No. God knows our heart, our mind. We can't fool him. You can certainly fool yourself and you can certainly fool other human beings, especially the priest, but we can never fool God. And the purpose of confession is to throw everything at the base of the cross, to get rid of all of our baggage, to be far from the devil and be closer to God, to remove those shackles around our wrists, around our necks, around our ankles. Jesus wants to free us from all sin. He is the source of all life. So once we have shared our sins, we are to place our trust in God and now listen to the advice that the priest may have for us. Father may use scriptures. Father may use examples from life. He may even question you a bit to elaborate on perhaps 
the um, basis for why you may have fallen into the temptation. And again, friends, if Father asks you questions, it's not because he's trying to pry into your life. Rather, he's looking for ways to help you so that we can move away from these areas of sin and move closer to God. So if he asks for any clarification on anything, it is just as a means to help you. Again, not a means of judgment. And so this advice that the priest is given is a prayer that he has asked the Holy Spirit to share with you. I can't tell you how many times when I have gone to confession, I am so grateful for the words of a priest to really help me to understand my need to change, to help me to be more accountable to God and others, and to feel better about myself. That sometimes, friends, perhaps you're like me, we can be our own worst critics. And so when I hear the priest say things that, you know, Jesus truly loves you, Rico. Jesus is calling you to do better as a priest. Jesus is calling you to do better in a marriage for those of you who are married. You know, Jesus wants us to live an authentic Christian witness. We never feel good when we sin, but we always feel good when we do what is good. And so the priest helping us to grow in holiness is something that is truly a gift. And indeed, it is the Holy Spirit speaking through him. So let's pay attention to what Father has to say, because it truly is food for our soul. The priest then tells us a penance that we are to, to give to God. And of course, a penance, friends, is a way of making up for what we've done. So for an example, if we've stolen something, Father may ask us to return the item to the person that it belongs to. In some cases, perhaps we cannot make an immediate um, amends for what we've done. And yet it's so important for us to realize that the penance is not meant to be equal to the sin that we have committed but rather an opportunity to truly show how truly sorry we are before God and others. So in the case of stealing something, if we cannot return it to its rightful owner, then we may pay the, the value of the item back to either that same store or perhaps money can be donated to charity, etc. Prayers might be said, actions might be done, but don't worry, the priest isn't going to say, for the next six months, I'd like you to wash my car. You know, this is not an opportunity to turn you into the priest's personal slave. Or he might not say to you, I want you to now pray a thousand rosaries. And by the way, you've got to complete them by Friday. This too is not realistic. Generally, the penance should be done immediately after the confession or at least before uh, the next 24 hours. So it's something that is to be done in an appropriate amount of time. And there's twofold meaning for that. Number one, so that we can make sure that we do it. And number two, that it be a reasonable penance given to us. And the priest will walk you through that. Okay, friends? Following the opportunity of receiving a penance from the priest, it is then our experience that we are to tell God how truly sorry we are. And this is with an act of contrition. The act of contrition is a special prayer that we pray to show God that we are sorry. And there are many different forms of an act of contrition. In many confessionals, you will find an act of contrition posted on the wall to help you. In many examples, too, the confession may not have an act of contrition. So if you don't have one memorized, friends, 
I highly recommend that you perhaps search one on the internet or find one in your prayer book and carry it either in your wallet or purse or perhaps take a picture of it on your phone. So that way, in case your confessional does not have an act of contrition, you have one prepared. Or if you haven't had the chance to do that, mention to the priest, Father, I'm sorry I don't have a prayer memorized. Can you help me? Remember, throughout all the steps of confession, the priest is there to help you. And so he may walk you through the act of contrition and you can pray it together with him, perhaps in an echo form. Okay? So this step is so vital to show God we are sorry. And so I will share this particular act of contrition with you. My God, I am sorry for my sins with all my heart. In choosing to do wrong and failing to do good, I have sinned against you whom I should love above all things. I firmly intend with your help to do penance, to sin no more, and to avoid whatever leads me to sin. Our Savior Jesus Christ suffered and died for us. In his name, my God, have mercy. Amen. What a beautiful prayer. It speaks about the mercy of God. It speaks about our longing to be holy. And it continues to hold us accountable. It's my fault for what I said and did. It's not that the devil made me do it. He encouraged me to do it, but I did it. It's important that each of us realize our own ownership of what we've said and done. Following the act of contrition, this is where the priest prays the beautiful prayer of absolution. At this time, I encourage you to bow your heads as the priest says that prayer of absolution over you and truly understand that the words he speaks are from God. The priest only has the authority and the power to forgive sin because it is Christ Jesus who has given it to him through his sacred hands at ordination. And so the priest will be raising his hand above you. And so by bowing your head, it gives us a sense of humility. I am not worthy to be forgiven by Jesus, and yet it is the Lord who blesses us with his mercy. So let's listen to the prayers of absolution that the priest says. God, the Father of mercy, through the death and resurrection of his Son, has reconciled the world to himself and sent the Holy Spirit among us for the forgiveness of sin. Through the ministry of the church, may God grant you pardon and peace, and I absolve you of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Friends, when you hear the priest say those words in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, you are to make the sign of the cross in your body, just as we do when we pray. Then he will say the words, The Lord Jesus has freed you from sin. Go in peace. And your response will be, Thanks be to God, as we always say, and thanksgiving for the gift of God's grace. Now, there are other variations of that last phrase that the priest might say. So wait for the priest to say those powerful words where you can be affirmed and know that Jesus has forgiven you. Not that Jesus might forgive you or Jesus will forgive you. Jesus has forgiven you. Going back to the prayer of absolution. I absolve you of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Think about the implications of those words. God is great. He is so amazing. So then as you leave the confessional, you might say thank you to the priest, but certainly not necessary, because again, he is only acting 
on behalf of God. It is God who truly should be thanked. So I invite you, if your penance is a prayer, to immediately pray that in the church or wherever you've just had your confession. But if the priest has given you a penance that perhaps takes a little bit longer to complete, just make sure that you make it a priority because without doing the penance, we can't be forgiven. And then as we leave the confessional, it's not just meant to be a momentary relief from sin, but then we are to use the grace of that sacrament to help us to eliminate the sins that we've just been forgiven so that you and I, as we go back into the world, don't fall into the same traps that we once fell into and how God is calling us to change our lives, to move from sin and to be holy. How many times in the scriptures does Jesus say to those who are sinners, your faith has saved you, go in peace, go and sin no more. Indeed, may this be our lifelong goal. So friends, I hope that this episode has helped you in the steps to confession. I again remind you that the priest is there to help you, especially if you have not been to confession in a while. Let's this week make a commitment to God. Let's not wait till Lent or Easter to go to confession. Rather, let's go to confession in the coming days. Let's go through that list. Let's make an examination of conscience. Let's willingly ask Jesus to remove the shackles that may be holding us back and grow in God's light. Just as it is important to shower daily to remove the dirt and smell that comes to our bodies, so too we are to care for our souls. This sacrament of God's healing helps us to remove the stain of sin so that we can truly be temples of God's grace. Let us pray. Lord our God, we thank you for the gift of the sacraments of healing, specifically the sacrament of reconciliation. Help us to realize our need to be reconciled with you, with others, and ourselves. May we always be open to your grace and utilize this opportunity of your love and mercy to permeate our very souls. Remove any obstacles in our lives that are stopping us from going to confession. And we thank you for the gift of the priesthood in which you give us somebody who walks with us, who gives us advice, and who, through your beautiful hands, help us to absolve us of our sin. In your name we pray. Amen. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us on our Ko-Fi ko-fi or gofundme at god's playbook podcast thanks and god bless